Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the FN Story. This is a unique take and going to have a ton of info for you guys. If you are a creator, a pro player, this is going to be super insightful. And this podcast is a little different as we're having on an accountant who is going to help us walk through some of the difficulties in navigating through taxes and accounting finances for people in the space. Uh, Garrett, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, I'm, I'm glad you reached out or I believe someone tagged you in my post. I had some people <laughs> asking about, hey, how can I go about finding an accountant or a CPA, somebody that can help me or my son with their taxes and with their finances? So, you know, maybe you get someone reaching out after this podcast and you get another client. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. We stay pretty active on Twitter and I'm I'm constantly looking at those things. And I think, yeah, I think somebody tagged me or something like that and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we, we jump at the opportunity to any chance we get, especially, you know, we've got tax season right around the corner. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get after it right now and, and bring on as many clients as we can to help out this tax season. Awesome. So can you kind of tell me and everybody who you all, like your core clients, at least the ones that you could share, uh, and then like what kind of work you do with them? Yeah, yeah, of course. So we primarily focus on content creators and then professional gamers. Um, we do have, and I'll kind of get into this later, we have a couple of other clients that are in the industry, but they're not necessarily content creators themselves. But I would say content creators, um, small and large, we have big names that a lot of people probably recognize. We were, You and I were talking earlier, not, not so many Fortnite creators, but we do have a lot in the Call of Duty space, Apex, Valorant. Um, so yeah, bunch of call content creators we have some professional gamers so people who belong to orgs play professionally stuff like that and then like i said we have a couple of oddball um, we have some like indie game developers and stuff you know a couple of clients who um pc optimizers network optimizers stuff like that people who service okay. the same people that we're servicing and that you know we've met along the way so i'd say our core client base probably 75 percent um, content creators though. And then we do service that content being, you know, obviously gaming, streaming, stuff like that, but also Instagram influencers, um, people you may not, you know, the Fortnite scene may not consider, uh, a content creator, but pretty much all over broad spectrum there. Right. So how does someone like you get started in this? Were you a gamer at first and you're like, I'm going to go ahead and get my account, like, become an accountant to help these people or vice versa you kind of played video games you were an accountant and then you're like ah, i don't like doing this where'd this all begin <laughs> for you yeah that's a great question i i've been a gamer probably probably my whole life um all you know pretty much any fps title when battle royales came out um i pretty much played all of them fortnite was one of my favorites i'm i'm a fortnite og now i'm not i'm not great i'm not that good <laughs> i'm not gonna pretend like i am but um you know them releasing the new og map recently that's been a ton of fun for me uh, but I've played my whole life, and then once I got to college, I decided I wanted to be an accountant and everything. Gaming, I still I continued to do it, but obviously it was backseat to my professional career um, as an accountant. So I went to school, got my uh, master's degree in accounting, my, my undergrad, my master's, got the CPA license, and I worked for a big firm, um, a regional firm here in my area for about five years. And... About that time, uh, it was around COVID, so 2020, I decided I wanted to go out on my own, do my own thing. And when I did, I had a non-solicitation agreement, which means I couldn't bring in my old clients from the older firm. So I basically had to start fresh. Right. And I said, if I'm going to do this, I'd rather work with people that 
you know, I, I enjoy people. I watch people, you know, I know they're making money. I know they're doing well, but I don't ever see any accountants in the space. I don't see anybody on Twitter. There, there are very few that are active. And it turned out to be that that was mostly the case. Um, I can think of three now that I've met in my time and doing this for the past two years, but you know, there just aren't a lot of accountants doing this in, in total. Um, we could always use more. So if anybody's listening and wants to be an accountant, there's a wide open like <laughs> opportunity there. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of how I got my start. And since then we've grown tremendously. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I get to work with people every day that, you know, in a lot of cases I kind of actually watched, I've watched for several years. I mean, dating all the way back to Justin TV and, you know, Twitch in its early days. So it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. I just kind of was, I was doing both, uh, you know, parallel. And then I said, okay. you know what, let's just combine them. I want to do accounting for the people that I'm watching, the people that I'm, I'm entertained by while I play games on the side myself. That's really cool. Especially because now we're three years later from 2020 and you're still doing this. So this means you've been successful <laughs> or you're just bleeding money at this point, but <laughs> it sounds like you've, you've done, done well for yourself in the past three years. Yeah, it, it's been good. I mean, we've one client turned to two and two turned to four and it, it's grown quite a bit. We have now, um, when I first started, it, it was just me. I do have a business partner um, and she kind of runs more of a local practice here in, in the uh, Southeast Georgia, but she's pretty, she's pretty much, she's not very involved with the game on financial side. Like I am, that's pretty much all me. And I have two staff underneath me. So I have a manager, Joseph, and then Jamarian, who's a first year staff. So we've grown a little bit, um, not huge by any means, but we've had some, some level of success so far. Yeah, that's cool. I, I always yeah. like seeing people succeed when things they <laughs> do, especially like that story is very similar to what happened to me. Um, yeah. I was working in like tech sales, working in tech for four years, five years before COVID hit, wound up getting laid off twice during COVID. And then I was doing this gaming stuff on the side, making content, uh, commentating on DreamHack events. And then after the second time, I'm like, damn, uh, why go back to something I don't want to do? Why not just go all in for actually working a job that I want to work? And I've been doing that now since same like you 2020 full time for about three years. So it's challenging, like definitely yeah. scary yeah. and challenging. But if you're willing to put in the work, you can make it work. And I imagine you probably had a similar path. Yeah. And it's been a lot of work. I mean, it we but it hasn't felt like it. I mean, we we work a lot. And, you know, the two guys that I work with that are uh, that are on our team, we've talked about it a number of times, but like we're on discord. And so that helps a lot with, um, you know, client interactions, because I think a lot of our clients, when, when you think CPA, you're thinking old time boomer, like I've got to take paper documents in and they don't, you know, they just don't understand the scene, which is a very real consideration. Um, I think it helps that we're on discord, right? So it feels like we're almost always on, we have clients and not even clients, but you know, people like you that I've had the luxury of meeting that, you know, you can discord me and say like, Hey Garrett, what do you think about this or that? Right. And, mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about like, if I try to call my, my accountant right now, is he going to pick up? And you know, is he busy? Cause that's, that's the complaint we get most of the time. My accountant's too busy. They don't have time for me and this and that. They don't even think I do, I actually work. Right. They're, <laughs> they're like, wait, you play video games for a living. And you know, that that's like the stereotypical boomer, I would think, but right. We try and break that stigma a little bit, but it, it comes at a cost. I mean, we're always on. So I have clients discording me late hours 
um, at night and stuff. And I try to be as responsive as I can, but it's hard. I've got a three-year-old, a three-year-old daughter and a, a wife. And um, so trying to separate business from personal a lot of times is difficult for me. Yeah, I can understand, especially when you're on and you're just maybe playing a game with a buddy or something. You see a message, you're like, I don't really want to get into this right <laughs> nope. now. But also at the same time, the way it goes through my brain, I'll probably forget or I'll just keep thinking about it until I do respond to whatever that question is. So I just yep. wind up doing it anyway. And then it's like, OK, I probably didn't need to be working at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, it's yeah. tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. Joseph actually on our team, he and I and then Jamarian as well. Uh, we all play like video games. Like I said, we're, we're, we don't just, you know, we're not accountants who just also happen to be in the space. Like we're, we're in it. I mean, we play Fortnite when they drop the new OG or the, uh, the old OG map, I guess <laughs> when they dropped the OG map and all that, like I was on it that day. I mean, I was excited. The new call of duty just came out. I've been playing that like crazy. Um, so we're, we're in there and we're pretty heavily involved. We're talking to our creators, you know, seeing what loadouts and stuff they like and trying to get the details before anybody else does. But, um, but yeah, man, we we love it, and it, it's the greatest thing ever. And the reason I told you that was Joseph, he and I will will literally work all day, and we'll hop on a Discord call, talk about client work and stuff like that. And then that night we get on and we're playing games. And so like I talked to Joseph, feels like twenty four seven, and it's hard to separate that line. Like we're working, we're not working. You know, it's it's yeah. pretty difficult at times. I feel like it it works out generally for the best, especially seeing that smile on your face when you're talking about it. Um, oh man, we have fun. We have a good time <laughs> over here, man. It's great. And anytime we can save a client money, that that's that's gravy, right? We love that. So let's let's dive into some of the details here. I believe you told me that like tax preparation is kind of the core target for you. And mm-hmm. I mean, pretend someone listening to this has never understood even what tax preparation is. So can you can you start there of like what you're doing and then also generally how you can help people? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, it, so if somebody was coming in and they didn't have a clue, right, and they just reach out and they say, hey, look, I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I don't I don't know. Somebody said I needed to get an accountant to do these taxes, and I don't even know where to start. Uh, what we would do is is go through, it's a very simple process. Um, we would basically ask for your prior tax returns, and if you haven't filed any, that's okay, right? We would just ask, all right, let's, like, we basically set a base level. Like, what have we done up to this point? Now, most of our clients have filed a return before, so we just get a copy of it. But if you've never filed one at all, we would basically probably start with just getting your documents in, right? Getting, you know, if everybody listening may be familiar with a 1099 that you get from, it could be Twitch, it could be from a contractor if you work, you know, for Epic Games or somebody like that, and they paid you out. Um, you could get a W-2, right? If you have some some form of employment, be it in the gaming industry or not. And we'll start to collect those documents. We'll get as many as we can. And then we'll try and assess your situation and come up with, do we need to get expenses, right? Do we need to, to get deductions for you? What, what can we get? Where can we go with this? But we'll do that on our end. So when you're coming in and you don't know anything, we're going to ask you very simple questions like, can you provide us with this document or this one? And if you can't, we'll say, okay, we need to pull a transcript from the IRS, right? We'll, we'll see what the IRS has on file because every time you get a W-2, Somebody else says they filed, they gave you a W 2, but they also gave a copy to the IRS. So right. we can pull that information down and get it from the IRS website. Um, I say from the website, we can, we have to call to get it most of the time, but um, that's, that's pretty much how we get started. And then from there, once we get that baseline, like, all right, here's where we're at, where do we need to get to? 
most of the time it's we need to file a tax return. That's going to be Form 1040. Uh, for anybody who's filed before, they're f- probably familiar with it, but anybody who hasn't, Form 1040 is just an individual tax return. Uh, you file one every year uh, if you're making money. Super easy on our end to do that once we have that base level information. We fill everything out, complete the form, and then we just send it to you for signature, and we send it off to the government. And then at that time, you may get a refund, you may owe money. We will let you know it'll be based on the numbers, but we'll kind of hold your hand through the process. You know, at this point, based on how many interactions it kind of takes to get all that done, we'll kind of know how much uh, how much hand-holding you need, right? If you're right. somebody who has never touched this before, we're probably going to be talking pretty frequently, probably in Discord, right? Going back and forth like, hey, you know, here's the timeline of how long this is going to take. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to ask you. And if you're somebody who has more experience, then we'll just, you know, submit your documents using this link. They send them. We get the return done, send it back. Easy as that. So, um, and that's the goal. That's that's what we're trying to get everybody to, right? So if you're a new client, you don't have, you're, you're not familiar with that. After about your first year working with us, second year, you know, by that point, you should be familiar. We We try to educate you as you go so that, you know, provided in the future, maybe you don't use us you should at least know like it's going to be a, a similar process no matter where you go. And we want to kind of get people up to speed because a lot of our creators and our, you know, gamers, our professional gamers, they're really young. They are. And it's very, very likely in a lot of cases that they have never done this before, but that's okay. I mean, that's, that's kind of our goal is to kind of get you up to speed. And so for parents, it's easy when like your kids work in at a food lion or a grocery store and they get one form that they get returned. It says what you paid in taxes, what you got. And it's, it's pretty simple, but when it comes to content creation, most people are getting multiple different forms of income and sometimes it's tax. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need to submit like self employment, like estimated taxes quarterly. And I know a lot of people don't actually do that, which then makes it a big (laughs) headache towards the end of the year. So what kind of preparation or advice would you give to a creator that's just starting to like bring in this income? And as they bring in this income, what is the best way to stay ahead of taxes because really as long as you do that you don't wind up getting into trouble but a lot of times people don't even care you know it's just taxes the government will get their money when they get their money and then no you you wind up losing (laughs) out at the end of the day because it either costs you more than it should or you wind up getting in trouble because you owed them money from last year and never paid i don't know a bunch of stories could go on yeah yeah, no, it's a good question. I think the, probably the easiest way, like a general rule of thumb, if I could give anybody um, and, and the parents listening as well, it, anybody who listens to this, really, I, I think it's a scary situation because now you're introducing a, a, the IRS and all that, and people are like, "Oh, am I going to go to jail? Am I going to like? Are they going to take me away if I don't do my taxes?" Which, generally speaking, no. I mean, it's that's not even close to happening, but you also have an accountant and that, you know, that's not cheap. Like that's an expense you've probably never had to pay for earlier in your career or your life. And so you have all these things hitting you at one time. And and like you said, the income situation, you have multiple incomes and then a ton of expenses or maybe none at all. You don't, you know, you're tracking everything is just up in the air. I will say general rule of thumb, if you're making 80 to a hundred K 
you should be looking at hiring an accountant at that point. Like your, your income can sustain, it should be able to sustain you paying an accountant, maybe a thousand dollars or something like that to get started. If it's below that, I would really lean on something like YouTube. Now there's bad information out there, of course, and people don't know where to go and all. But if you, you, if you go and you're trying to YouTube this, you can at least get through doing something like TurboTax or maybe go to H&R Block, right? But you'll be much better prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Getting to that income level where you can afford an accountant, that's the point in time where you want to leverage the expertise of somebody because you're right. I mean, and generally, if you have income coming from everywhere, you're probably inching up to that mark. Now, not that's not always the case, but you're probably getting up there, getting close to it. And it's not always 80 to 100K. There may be other reasons you want to see an accountant, but good rule of thumb. Like if you're just, if you're getting to that point and you don't already have an accountant, start looking. If you're under that, rely on a podcast like this or rely <laughs> on, you know, something like reach out to your friends and say, hey, what do you do? Who do you use? Where, what should I, you know, start to do? Especially if you're a professional, right? All the professionals are probably going to have an accountant at this point. And if they don't, you know, that, reach out to good. your local tax guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a plug for me. Like I said, there there are a couple other CPAs in the industry. Um, we were talking about that earlier, and and there's just not enough of them. But there are a couple of them, and you know, it doesn't have to be me. Just start asking somebody. A lot of times, an accountant that what separates me from another accountant in the space is really just going to be kind of the vibe and the overall fit. It's it's not going to be like, well, which one of these guys is going to save me the most money? You know, and a lot of times, in a lot of cases. That the tax is what it is. Like we're, I'm going to get you the same results as this other person. It's not that they're incompetent, they're not capable or anything like that. It's just who do you who do you like more? Who do you like interacting with more? We have different forms of communication. They're you know all just being a person overall. Like what do you like the fact that we use Discord compared to this other firm that uses strictly email? It, it I've seen it both ways. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a really difficult thing to navigate, and the IRS doesn't make it easy on anybody. Yeah, and because the government, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, if if you really have questions, come, do come to me. Just hit me up on Twitter or something like that. Just message me. I'm not going to take any money from you before knowing like exactly what's going on and all that. We do free consultations all the time, and then we can basically advise from there. Like, okay you know, you're not quite at the level where you need to pay us to do it. You can do this on your own. Here's a good guide and how to get started doing that. That way you don't have to waste your money, you know, on, on me. Cause it would be kind of, I might be overkill for that situation. You just don't need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. I mean, we do free consultations. That's exactly why is we get creators who they just don't know what to expect and we don't want to bill them and charge them for, for basically providing no value. Right. That would be, <laughs> that would kill our reputation pretty quickly. So <laughs> We try to avoid that. Yeah, quick question of like, hey, what's this? It's like, oh, you don't need our team. You just need to f- fill out this form. Please give me $500 now. Yeah, <laughs> here's your bill. Like the, the meme with the doctor is like, hey, my head hurts. And the doctor's like, no, it's not. Here's your bill for $500. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, we don't want to yeah. do that. So, Well, and I know you said that you and, you know, any regular accountant will probably get you to the same place, but... I'd argue differently. If they don't understand what the industry is, there's a lot of things like computer equipment per se is part of what goes into that job and is part of the business now that 
that's an expense as opposed to, you know, it's not just you buying computer parts because you're, you're having fun. If your job is to be a content creator, to stream, make content, be a caster, like this equipment is vital for your, your job. And that is a taxable or that's a deduction, I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Deduction (laughs) is the right word. Um, and I'm lucky because I've had my grandpa kind of walk me through it. And I was telling you, he, he did taxes for 60 years. He's one of the few people that I've met that loves taxes and talking about it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. There's that's, not many of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's helped me like for all of my computer equipment, instead of just writing it off the first time, it's like an annual uh, deduction. Depreciation. Yes, there yeah. you go. Um, yeah. Which is much more valuable long term versus just like, Hey, I bought all my computer equipment. Here's $3,000 that I'm going to write off. And there's these little things that I think someone with your knowledge can understand and appreciate and then better help a client versus any kind of regular person who's going to ask for, you know, your 1099, your W2s, W4s, and just fill out that information as is. Yeah, I probably misspoke. You're 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 100% right. And I didn't mean to come off as just anybody is going to get you the same results. When I was saying that, I meant some another accountant who is in the industry, who is in the space. Right. And that's what I was saying. I know about 3, maybe 4 of them um that I've talked to personally who great people, great accountants. Um you know, you would think like, "Oh, that's my competition and all." But I don't look at it like that way. They they're great people, great accountants and they'll do a very good job. I know that they do a great job cuz um you know, there are a lot of creators I've spoken with and I've reached out just cold and said like, hey, here's what we do. We'd love to work with you in the future. And they're like, I'm already with so-and-so, but I'll keep you in mind. And I'm like, oh, well, if you're with them, like they, I know they do great work. So um, yeah, if you go to a more traditional account, like you said, you know, that's kind of where you get what I was referring to earlier, where they're like, wait, you play video games for a living? You know, they just don't, yeah. they just don't get it, right? They don't understand the scene and you, then you have to explain it and all. And I think clients lose a lot of faith right then when they have to explain what it is that they do versus with me, you may have to, you may want to explain some intricacies like you, your content, you, a lot of people do cosplay, right? And so right. they're, they're doing costumes and stuff like that. Their makeup is very detailed and they spend a ton of money on stuff like that. And I just explained it. So I guess they wouldn't have to explain that to me, but <laughs> You know, there are very, very thing, nuanced things like that, that occasionally, you know, they may want to let me know about, but they don't have to explain overall, like, I create content for a living, here's how I do it. They don't have to tell me that. They don't have to tell me what they're spending their money on. Generally speaking, I know, you know, like everything in your background, the frame stuff, you know, I see I see a bassinet, but the Jets helmet, <laughs> all that stuff, like, those are props, right? Those are things you have set up specifically for this podcast, for the stream, for all these things. So, um, yeah, there, there's there's some level of like just knowing kind of what's going on. And, and if you're an accountant in this space, man, th- this industry will chew you up if you don't, you know, if you don't just get it, like if you're not like truly part of it, people see through that. And so it's important. That's why we keep playing video games, man. I got to stay <laughs> on top of it. You know, if my KD and Fortnite's like under a two or something like that, people are going to chew me up and spit me out. So, um, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Video games and gamers are like a very harsh critic. They like it, it's a closed community, yet it's like I would guess like sixty to eighty percent of the world plays video games at this point. So it's like almost everybody. Um, but at the same time, if you can't talk intelligently, you know, I'm sure someone mentions, "Oh, you watched League of Legends Worlds the other day." It's like, no, oh, 
we don't really like this guy. I don't know that he's the one for me. Can't watch the biggest event. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But as far as like creators or, or pro players, like what are some common mistakes that people make when they are both filing taxes and then planning for a year's worth of income? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, the, the biggest one we probably see is leaving off income. You know, they forget that they got this 1099 from some company, some brand, uh, because a lot of our creators, they're going to they're gonna have brand deals and sponsorships, activations, stuff like that. And quite frankly, they just forget. You know, they do something in January, February, March. Um, content creation is a 24-7 job a lot of times. We have creators who work, you know, they'll stream for eight hours and then they'll edit YouTube videos for the next four and then they'll crash and then they'll wake up, do the same thing the next day. And they don't, they don't have time for the back office stuff. And so, and when I say back office, I mean, handling finances, accounting, all these things that, you know, you still very much have to do. And they're very important when you're running your business. It, they just don't want to do that, do those things. And so they, they forget 1099s. Um, you know, we'll do a return and they'll say, Hey, I just got this 1099 from a contract or from a vendor. Um, did we include this on the return? And we're like, no, we didn't, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have a copy of it. Like we, how could we have? Yeah. And so forgetting income is a big one. Um, missing out on deductions, man, you talked about the computer, uh, and you know, you're specific. I have a PC sitting right here and all these things that content creators spend a lot of money on custom, all that stuff. Uh, you know, a, a nice PC you run four or $5,000 easy. Right. And mm -hmm. people literally forget about that, you know, or they remember the PC, but they forgot about the $2,500 camera that they bought or the lighting or all these things that go into putting on a production, a show and an experience People forget, you know, the monitors, the Elgato software, the, you know, the road mic, whatever it is, people just forget all the props in the background. There's so much that goes into it. And, um, you know, if you're not tracking that stuff monthly, you know, when it comes tax time, you're not going to remember what you did January, February of last year. Uh, so those are the two biggest, I would say. Other mistakes are probably just literally not responding, you know, or sweeping it under the rug. Like you don't know what to do and you're paralyzed. So you just do nothing. And then, you know, the IRS sends you a notice saying, Hey, you haven't filed a tax return or Hey, you owe us this amount of money. And then you panic, right? You don't want that to happen. So those are probably the three biggest, I would say that's, that's probably what we see the most often. Yeah. I think it's very easy to like forget to do it or just pretend you don't have to do it. And for me, before I, I like regularly made myself do this twice a quarter, I used to be afraid to then, because I, I keep tracking a spreadsheet and be afraid of like, oh, if I put all this money in, then it tells me how much I owe in taxes. And if I don't do it, then I don't owe the taxes, but it, I've been paid the money. So it doesn't matter if I write it down and calculate that myself or not, like it still needs to be done. It still needs to be paid. So I definitely understand where people come from with that because a lot of times you get like, let's say it's a $10,000 check. I mean, easily three to $4,000 is going to be going off to the government. And yeah, it's really interesting just like mentally for me that sometimes I struggle so hard to spend money. And then it's like, this is the one thing that you can't, you can't avoid. No matter what you do, it needs to be done. Um, yeah. which I, also I'll say, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, also I was just thinking of like, 80 to 100,000, that like bracket that you talked about earlier, as far as that's where you should start thinking about an accountant. 
my thought, the reason why you say that is because then you start to get into higher income tax brackets where you might be able to save someone. I believe it was like 12% if people make under like $94,000 next year. And then it's like 22% over that. So just even that little difference of finding deductions. So where you don't make that much money and get taxed that much more is a huge value that an accountant can add. But if you don't even know that's a possibility, then you don't know the value of a CPA and an accountant helping you with your taxes. Yeah. You know, it's funny I say that and I don't, I didn't, I don't give full context because a lot of times people don't want to know, you know, the old saying, people don't want to know how the sausage is made right behind the scenes. They don't want to know what goes into all this, but, um, for context, uh, once you hit about 80 to a hundred thousand, we are starting to look at possibly establishing an S corporation. We're looking at, you're getting close to the social security cap for wages. If we do set up the S corp and we pay payroll and this and that, and then, we have the qualified business income deduction. And it, there are so many things that, you know, when you start to hit that threshold, that kind of trigger in my mind, like this is a good time where I know for the fee that I'm going to charge you to do this, I will still be able to save you more than enough money to cover my fee, right? That's about the time where the switch flips, right? Before that, we can set all these things up and make all these considerations, but you may pay me more than what I'm going to be able to save you. And now in a lot of cases, well, you know, you may say, well, Garrett, that doesn't sound like a return on investment. Well, you have to file taxes either way. So you may <laughs> just be paying for peace of mind at that point. You yeah. may say like, hey, I don't care if you save me more than what it costs me to pay you. I just want to know it's done right. And if that's the case, then yeah, you can absolutely go get an accountant. You can pay me to do it or another accountant. Um, and our rates, by the way, are not like egregious. So when I say my rate, we're probably... Uh, maybe median to higher side, but if somebody's charging lower than that, then you can just lower those thresholds. So instead of like 80 to 100K, if you think you can get an accountant to do it cheaper, then maybe it's like 60 to 70K or something like that. But overall, I mean, that's kind of what happens is in my mind, you know, 80 to 100K, that's when it triggers me to start thinking like, here's all the ways we could probably start saving you money. Um, also 80 to 100K when somebody, you know, if you have a single individual who's making that, depending on where they live, it's much more affordable now to actually not only pay an accountant, but to do some of the tax saving strategies like contribute to a retirement plan or an HSA account for your health insurance or these other things that, yeah, you will save you tax dollars, but it'll still require the cash up front. Like you got to put the money in your retirement account to get the tax savings. And so when you make 80 to hundred K, you may have a little bit of excess income that you can actually do that. You know, if you're making 50 to 60 K these days, you're probably just paying rent and barely getting by. And that's a very real consideration. You know, you can't, I'm not going to be able to save you as much money because we don't have as much cash to afford these tax saving strategies. If that makes sense. Um, Does. So yeah. 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 It's a very real consideration and and we're wary of that. Right. That's why I say, I don't want to take your money at if you're making 50 to $60,000, we're happy to do your returns for you. We will, if you are adamant about it, but we don't want to do it and be the accountant who took your last dollar, right? We want you to be able to afford all these things without us causing, we don't want to be the reason for your stress. We're supposed to save you from being stressed out. So that's kind of where my mind goes when we talk about, you know, 80 to 100K. It's about that that mark where we see clients are really satisfied with what we're able to do for them. Okay, and you mentioned in there starting an S-Corp or um, I myself started an LLC kind of just to protect myself that way, I go into business with other businesses as my corporation versus myself, 
One, yep. you don't have to send out your social security if people ask you to fill out forms. And two, if you wind up getting sued, they're suing somebody's gun LLC versus myself. Granted, I don't know why I would get sued, but you know what? There's that little level of protection there to make yeah. sure that you have a little more peace of mind. Is that part of what you guys do is advise people to set up businesses to protect themselves or to, I guess you mentioned earlier, like the payroll in different ways that's valuable. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So um, this is where we have to say like what is out of our realm and what's not. The LLC is a funny thing because you mentioned being sued, right? Well, now we're talking legal. And so I can't necessarily advise you on what you should do to avoid getting sued or, or legal liability. I can do it in a very general sense, but I can't tell you like, you know, you have to set up an LLC here. We're going to do it for you. At least <clears throat> I can, but it's put, it's subjecting me to a bunch of liability at that point. Right. Cause I'm not an attorney, but I can work with an attorney. I can tell, you know, I can tell you like, Hey, you should set up an LLC. Here's the general reasons why, but they'll be able to tell you better than I can. So here's what you would want to do. We take over a lot of times after the fact. So we'll tell you you need an LLC. We'll have an attorney set it up. And then after that, we'll use that same LLC to set up an S corp and all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of a little a little nuance there. Now, you mentioned setting up an LLC. You can also set up the LLC yourself and be fine. I just, I don't go in and do it for people only right. because I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to sue me now because I went and <laughs> set up an LLC and I did it incorrectly or something. And I shouldn't have been. Um, for payroll and stuff like that, yeah, we do set that up. So S-Corp, payroll, we'll set all those things up for you. We'll help you run them, maintain them. Uh, we'll tell you how much your payroll should be. So like if you are if you have an S-Corporation, you're now both the owner of the business and the employee of the business. So as the owner, you get distributions. As an employee, you get wages. That's that's getting paid a salary. We'll help you set up what that salary should be. Um, and so we'll kind of, it, you know, we have creators with incomes of all different sizes. We have some who make 150k a year, some who make 150k a month, right? And so their salaries are going to be very different for their businesses. Um, and we'll navigate that with you, walk through, explain why we're doing it this way or that way. And um, yeah, that's probably the most confusing part. That's really when you get to, you know, if you're just filing a tax return, that's one thing. But when you get into the S corp and the payroll, you seriously need to have an accountant doing that for you because that's that's a very real like the IRS is looking at that carefully. Um, and if you do it wrong, the, the penalties for that could be substantial. So let's get into the weeds of that because okay, I would here we love go. to like understand <laughs> more of, you said why, I guess, is like, why would someone want to set up that whole situation versus just taking in that money as like an individual versus setting up that like. Someone could be listening. Oh, it just sounds like a headache. First of all, it's very easy, at least in North Carolina, to set up an LLC and the paperwork. I think it's like 250 bucks a year. It's well worth the effort to do it, especially if you're making enough to even be thinking about doing it. But like from your perspective as an accountant, tax planner, why would somebody even think about going through all these loopholes and what, what's the value to them? That's a great question. Uh, so the S-Corp and let's take your S-Corp and let's take just filing as just the LLC. So you mm -hmm. haven't made what's called an S-Election. An S-Election is just that you're electing to be taxed as an S-Corp. Let's say you, you haven't done that. 
And let's say you in North Carolina, I'm just going to throw a number out. Obviously, I don't know your financial situation. Let's say you keep the numbers clean here. You made $100,000 of content creation income, right? So it's all self-employment income. You're going to pay approximately 15.3% tax, self-employment tax on the 100K. Now, you also got your federal income tax and your state tax. But the, the self-employment piece is where we're, that's when we set up an S-Corp, that's what we're trying to kind of uh, finesse, so to mm -hmm. speak. Federal tax is going to be the same either way. So if you have 100K, you're, let's say you're in a 10% you know, bracket, you're going to pay $10,000. It doesn't work like that. It's not a flat tax, but we'll just, this example, we'll use that. Easy so math. So 100K, easy math, yeah. So 100K, you pay 10K in federal tax, 5% to North Carolina, something like that, whatever, wherever state. If you're in Florida or Texas, don't worry about this part. You just get to <laughs> avoid it. Um, really nice there. But uh, in North Carolina, 5%, whatever, you're, that's another 5K. So you're out 15K no matter what. That already, that sucks, right? Yep. If you have a Schedule C, which is what most creators have, Schedule C is if you're just a sole proprietor, by yourself, filing a tax return is going to go on your Form 1040, your individual tax return. You hit, you get hit with the 15.3% self-employment tax. So right there, $15,300. That hurts. If you're an S-Corp, remember before I said now you're the owner and the employee. And so as the owner, you get distributions. Distributions are not subject to self-employment tax, which is nice. You just pull the money out. If you get a salary, that salary ultimately is not self-employment tax, but it's the same thing as Social Security and Medicare. And since you're the owner, you got to pay half, and as the employee, you pay half. So you still get the 15.3%. But the thing is, we can split it up now. We can give you, if you made 100K that year, and it was all cash and whatever, you have the 100K sitting in the bank account, we can give you 50,000 of it in salary and 50,000 in distributions. By doing that, now the self-employment tax, the FICA piece, is only on the 50K. So we've effectively cut the $15,300 in half. Now you're only going to pay whatever the math is there, 7625 I think, or something like that, whatever it is. I don't know. Hey, somebody I'll check my you. math. 7650 but um, yeah, my math was wrong the first time, and I don't count it. But either way, we just saved you basically seventy six fifty on your tax return, and that's very, very simplified. But that's why you may do the S-Corp, is because that distinction of being the owner and the employee that alone will save you, could potentially save you a lot in self-employment taxes. Um, there are other various considerations. That's the main one when you hear somebody say, like, I'm going to set up an S-Corp here. You know, th that right there, that reason I just described, that's why they're doing it most of the time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the distinction there of why you might do it is to save on self-employment tax. I don't know if I explained that as well as I possibly could have, but that's kind of what we're going after. No, I think that makes plenty of sense, um, at least to me. And, you know, if you guys have uh, more questions, sounds like Garrett's open to answering your questions if you want to reach yeah. out to him. But um, the creator contracts are more straightforward, where it's like, I do X for a business, business pays me, we have it written down, like it's pretty straightforward money for work. That's much more simple than I guess a lot of these professional players because a lot of their money at least in Fortnite comes from earnings so is that taxed differently than let's say I get ten thousand dollars from a brand to post something on my Twitter account or I win ten thousand dollars from a tournament are those the exact same thing or those different 
Um, the earnings and the brand deals, those could be same, the same if they're dep- so the earnings could be one of two ways. A lot of creators work for an org, right? And so they're on a team and the org pays them a salary. And then in addition to that, the earnings could go to the org and the org pays out the earnings through what we, I mean, it would probably be like a bonus or whatever, but effectively all they're doing is paying out the earn, the earnings from the tournament. Right. So if that goes on their W-2 that they get from the org, then that's easy, right? You get, call it a $100,000 base salary from the org just for playing on the competitive team. And then all the earnings get distributed out. And so you've had an additional 100K. Um, and so your overall W-2 shows $200,000. That's easy. That's super simple. Um, really no complexity to it because everything you need for your tax return is on that W-2. If in the on the other in the other case, right, you have the W two from the org, but then those earnings, the you know, let's use Call of Duty for an ex- or we we can use Epic. Let's use Epic. Epic pays that out directly to the the team, right? So if it's like trios, it pays the tourney split each to each individual. Right. That is going to be self employment income. Um. So that right there is what that's going to get hit with the self employment tax and all those things. So it really depends on how the organizer of the tournament pays it out and who they pay it to. If they if it runs through the org, it'll probably go on the W-2. If it doesn't run through the org, if it bypasses it and goes straight to the creator, the the pro player, then obviously it could be it you're probably looking at self-employment there, which would be the same as a brand deal going directly to anything that goes directly to the creator is going to be self-employment income. Okay. Is there any benefit to one or the other? Um it, it, no, not if you have good planning, not if from, you know, a tax perspective, you are, let's say you're working with an accountant, you're talking with them regularly and you're, you're planning for, you know, both situations, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be fine, right? Because if you have a W-2, you have withholdings on that. And so the company is withholding from your paycheck and paying that directly to the government. If you're just a content creator and you don't have a W-2, you're just getting those earnings directly paid to you. Um and you haven't paid anything in, then you're going to have a large tax bill come tax time. So if you're working with an accountant, what you try and do is get some estimates paid in. I don't know if anybody has said that on the call so far, but that's why you would want to pay estimated taxes. People, I feel like people hear about that all the time and they come to me and they're like, I, I had a friend who was talking about estimated tax payments. I don't know what that is. Can you tell me? That's all it is, right? And you're, we're just trying to get ahead of tax time. We're trying to pay in quarterly so that when tax time comes, we don't get hit with a huge tax bill and then penalties on that because you're supposed to pay it in as you go. Um, I would say there's no real you know, benefit one way or the other. If you're a W-2 employee, you don't have to worry about all the self-employment tax. Right. But a lot of times, you know, if you're a contractor, You'll get paid. You you can negotiate to get paid more just because you're going to get paid directly, and you're, there's going to be no tax withholdings. It's so much easier for the you know whoever's paying you, the vendor, to pay you directly. They don't have to set you up on payroll and go through all this. They'll just pay you directly. So a lot of times you can command a higher fee, or at least you should be, um, for that fact alone. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, no, it it. it it's not one way is not easier than the other. If you have an accountant or somebody you're working with, or if you understand what's going on, if you don't, you know, and this is the problem a lot of young creators run into, they're just not prepared for it. And so you would have been better off being a W2 employee in under those circumstances, because that tax situation is going to hit you hard in April when you go to file, if you're not ready for it. Yeah. It's easier when somebody else is doing it for you in a sense. And then you kind of just like settle up at the end of the year when you're a W-2 employee, it's much, 
more simple um if that's kind of the only thing you got going on granted there's investments and all student loans all this other stuff that goes into it um now the one thing you mentioned uh estimates right and that's Mm -hmm. something i'll use myself as an example you there's two ways really to go about it at least from my understanding one you either calculate what you project to make over the year and then split that up into four payments to both federal and state in my case for north carolina and then you pay those before the date that whatever the dates are it's normally like the 15th of you probably know what they are but april june september and then january of the next year so yeah um so you're right (laughs) i'm pretty good with this stuff but you could either then kind of say i make we'll go a hundred thousand dollars and i have to pay ten thousand you split that into two point five thousand each time and then you kind of like a w-2 employee settle up if it's more or less towards the end of the year um or you could also do it in the sense where you get whatever you get during that quarter and then pay the self-estimated piece. I don't know if that's, you're kind of smiling, but like. And for everybody listening, man, this is a setup call. This guy already knows it. He doesn't need me. He already knows what he's doing. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, but I have no expertise, right? I don't, I don't want to be giving out advice that I use for myself sure. without kind of a background. I'm comfortable if I make a mistake. I'm not comfortable if somebody else makes a mistake. Yeah, I, and I like the way you phrase that. I mean that that that's one reason you know somebody might hire an accountant because you you very clearly you have a good grasp on how it works, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a couple different ways to do the estimate estimates. You know, you can base it on a projection, like you said. So if I think I'm going to make 100k right this year, what would the tax be on that? And then divide that up into four quarters. Super simple. It's really not like when we talk about tax planning that. That's kind of the basis. That's the underlying, like, what are we trying to get to at the end of the day? That's it. You know, we're trying to figure out what do we think we're going to make? How can we save money, obviously? But then at the end of the day, what are we going to have to pay? And that's what we're trying to get to. And then also the the other method is um, the IRS has, if depending on how much you make, you can pay basically 90% or 100%. It depends on how much you make and all. But you you can pay a certain percentage of your total tax from the prior year, if you pay that in quarterly for this year, they'll do what's called safe harbor, which means they won't hit you with a penalty if your income jumps up over. You paid the estimates based on prior year information. And as long as you did that, you kind of cover yourself from any penalties. Now, you still have to pay any additional tax that you owe, but at least you don't have to pay penalties or interest because you paid late. So So what if it's someone's first year doing this? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I would, if it's your first year doing this and we're in November, um, I'm sorry, it's gonna, (laughs) you're going to get hit with a tax bill here soon. But yeah, I mean, if it's your first year, you're, you kind of don't know what's going on. The first year is the worst year every time. And I tell clients this when they come on, like, Hey, you know, right now, if you come in November, right, we still have another month before we close out the end of the year. But if you came to me in January or February, right, the year's over, there's not much we can do. And so what we're going to do is we're going to file your return. And then based on that information, we're going to get you estimates set up for 2024. You know, if you came to us now, we may still be able to get one estimate payment in and kind of, you know, salvage a little bit. But if you come to me in January, February, right, we, we're going to just kind of have to bite the bullet and say like, all right, the year's over. We're going to file it as is. 
you may get hit with some penalties, but they're not going to be so substantial that you can't recover. Like it's not like you know they're not going to take you away in handcuffs. You're you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're just We're paying just more have, money. You're just going to pay a little bit more money, right? Um, and it happens, and that's why I tell people like don't you know? I think a lot of times people make the mistake is they they I've seen people do this switch CPAs every year because every year they don't make their estimates, they don't do anything, they use a new CPA, and the CPA like they their hands are tied. There's nothing they can do for them outside yeah. of filing the return. And then they blame the CPA because they owe more money. And it's like, well, how, like, there's nothing they could have done that the, you need to do active planning throughout the year. You can't just go to a CPA when it's tax time and the year is over and say, make a miracle happen. Like it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you're new, if this is your first year, and you know you're kind of in that that income range where it makes sense to pay for an accountant. I'd say get on it because you know I say we have a month left, but honestly, when you factor in that you know we have Thanksgiving, Christmas, just all the holiday, we're in the holiday season, right? And it's going to be hard to fit in projections and estimates and all that right here at the end of the year if you're not getting on it, you know, very very soon. Yeah, it becomes difficult, and then it becomes overwhelming, and then you have to deal with it mentally. And I know at least. For me, that becomes a whole nother piece. I like to have it squared away because then you don't have to worry about it. I don't like to worry about things. I like to, That's to right. get them done. All right, it's out of the way. Now I can focus my attention on somewhere else and not have this thing lingering in the back of my head. Um, yeah, so that's... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that reminded me of my earlier point. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, you mentioned the mental aspect of it. I think people sweep it under the rug a lot of times, one, because it scares them, but two, because they they almost feel dumb and they feel that way because they had, they're like, you know, you, you just assume like everybody else is filing taxes. Why don't I have this figured out? Why haven't I, why don't I know this? And I want to say like, if you're a content creator, that's why you pay an accountant. That's another reason you pay an accountant. It's like, it's not your job to know all this. This, th it is a lot. I think the IRS code in total I can't remember. It was like the the comparisons were crazy. But if you took all seven books of the Harry Potter series, the IRS code dwarfs it. Like if you took from from total word count, and so it's like unreal how difficult it is to file your own return and all that. And to us, it, to me, it's easy, right? And for a base situation, because I do it all day. But that's the thing is. I do it all day. You don't. You know. Yeah. You do it once a year. There's no reason for you to expect to be an expert on it. Or to think that your friends are experts on it. Like you alone, I'll tell you, you know more than probably 90% of the clients that I work with. You from Just from this call alone, I can tell. Like you know more than most of my clients do. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> just bill me for the time. No big deal. Um, but that's that's the thing is like don't don't feel don't get so like caught up and get analysis paralysis and you feel like you should know this and, and whatnot. Like just talk to somebody. Reach out because... You know, the last thing you should do is sweep something like this under the rug when you have to file every year and then you get three or four years behind. That tax bill is going to be awful. Like, stay on top of it. If you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. And there are so, there's so much, so many resources out there. Like, I've mentioned my name, but I know, I, I know a handful of accountants who will do a free consultation with you and just tell you kind of like baseline, here's, here's what you should do, right? They'll give you that advice for free. And if nothing else, at least you have that and you kind of have a direction to go, right? They may not do the work for free, but they'll tell you, they'll get you started on the right foot. Um, and that's what we will do. You know, if we don't think we can save you money, if we don't think we're a good fit, you know, if you want to pay us to do it, we will do it. But 
I think you can do it for free and here's where, how you should go about doing it. Or not free, but you can do it for much cheaper and here's how I would go about doing it. Uh, that's super valuable. And I think that that's almost a, a sales pitch in your to yourself. <laughs> I know you're not trying to do it, but no, like no, that, that would sell me um, <laughs> if I was making a decision. Um, one of the things you touched on though is like you understand the tax code, but it also changes and I think it's very hard for even someone like myself that does my own taxes and, like you said, have, has a pretty good understanding of what goes on. I don't know when changes really even happen or I don't know how to make adjustments based on those changes. I'm just kind of I understand how to do this based on what I did last year. And if you don't have that knowledge of everything that is that massive tax code, it becomes almost impossible to keep up with things as they change. So, I mean that's just another reason why I would use an accountant. I'm lucky. I have my grandpa. He <laughs> again, reads these things and is like, Oh, did you know this? I'm like, no, but thank you. <laughs> why I would I know that? that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not reading changes in tax code. Uh, every, uh, every year around Christmas, uh, when I started, so I started back in 2016. That was my first like year of, I had an internship before that, but my first like actual career, my job, um, I started at a firm was in 2016. And I, around that time um from there we had obamacare we had the tax cuts and jobs act we had we've had several changes in between we had covid happen which was a nightmare and between all that now every year around december it's usually late december um mind you right before tax season starts congress usually releases like a 3000 page tax bill that we have to basically navigate and you mentioned changes like the changes aren't it's not that the tax code is just changing every year it's that every year it changes more and more like it hmm. you know the bills just keep getting longer and we're now in like you know again december 26th we're going to get a 3000 page tax bill that i'm going to have to kind of look through and pick out the highlights and stuff and then next year it won't be 3000 it'll be 3500 pages and then it'll be 4k pages and it, it just keeps getting worse and worse every year and the the irony and all that is there you know, Congress was trying to simplify the tax code. And since then, it has only gotten more complex. So you can't fault anybody for not knowing how this stuff works. It is a nightmare a lot of times, even for us tax pros right around this time of year when things are about to, you know, really change a lot. So no, don't, don't, don't feel dumb for not knowing. <laughs> I know a lot of tax pros who don't know it, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out. So it's a, it's a lot. Don't try and be a hero. Just pay somebody to do it, man. And I'm not selling myself, pay another account. It doesn't have to be me. Just, you know, make sure you get it done. Well, Garrett, I appreciate you. And I feel like I've learned a ton and I hope everyone listening has learned a ton and you've repeatedly not sold yourself, but can you please <laughs> take a second to sell yourself? If somebody wants to reach out and use your services, where can they find you? Yeah, um, we do most of our work as far as selling and stuff like that on Twitter. So that's how you and I kind of kind of met. Um, you can find right. me at your local tax guy on Twitter. But we also have a website, GameOnFinancial.com. And then we're on YouTube as well. So GameOnFinancial on YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, any way you reach out to us, like I said, we have a team of three. So it'll always get back to me if you ever need to talk or anything like that. Please don't hesitate to DM me. Um, I'd love to talk, see about your situation, and at least get you started in the right direction if you if you need help. Awesome. I greatly appreciate you coming on. Um, definitely different than what we normally do here, but the, the value. This is going to be the most boring podcast. You know, this is going to be, oh, my tax, you know, the tax guy's coming on. Yay. But I, I'm thankful to be here, man. I really appreciate it. 
and uh thank you guys everyone that that listened if you did listen this far hopefully you you learned a ton and hopefully we wound up saving your butt from something that you probably shouldn't have done uh thank you guys if you did enjoy the episode please leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening and make sure to check out comp awards fn on twitter we're gearing up for the 2023 comp awards uh gonna be awesome we have a whole website being built out maybe even a trophy coming so check that out and we will see you guys next time also go check this guy out and (laughs) reach out to him if you need help thank you we'll see you next time peace